It is uh, so good to be together this morning. I'm going to talk this morning about prayer, about prayer. And we're continuing in our Grounded series. And really, being grounded on our faith is being grounded in prayer. And uh, I'm going to talk about uh, how this is a communication with God and how not only do we share it, but how do we receive it, right? How do we receive? How do we hear from the Lord? And communication is so important in our daily lives, so whether it's with each other, whether it's with our families and our workplaces, uh, in our neighborhoods, in the church, whatever that is, communication is just so important. So I did a little Google search, and um, the National Institute of Health uh, came up, and, and they had a little section on developing effective communication skills. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is just so appropriate. So the first thing that they shared that's important to be an effective communicator is be an active listener. Be an active listener. Uh, Most people, I don't know if you know this, but most people listen not to hear but to respond. You know, I don't know if uh, if you've ever heard that before. Uh, This might be uh, something that resonates with you. Maybe you're having a conversation with someone and they heard everything that you said but they didn't listen to a darn thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. We've all we've all uh, been around those people, and maybe maybe this might be convicting that this might be us. Right? It might even be us or someone you know. And then the other thing that they said was that communication is a process. Learn how to pay attention and be present. Boy, it's hard to be present sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to be present. Uh, But we need to work on paying attention. And there's so many distractions, right? So many distractions around us. But we need to learn how to, to, uh, to pay attention and to be present. All right. So with that said, who's paying attention out here? right? I need everybody to be present this morning. Not just to me, but what the Lord is going to say to you through me this morning. Amen? Amen. And then be attuned to body language, your own body language and others. I'll tell you what, I don't know. This just says a whole lot, doesn't it? It says a whole lot. So what's our body language when we're, when we're talking to someone? And I think about what's our body language when we're praying to the Lord, right? What's that posture look like? What's the eye contact look like when we're talking to somebody else? All of that. So how do we communicate again when our relationships, our work, our family, and our friends? And how we communicate is so important. Being present, being present, distractions, all of that. So then we also then have the communication piece of how we receive information. Uh, Some of us are on social media. We read the news. We watch the news. We've got apps. We've got blogs. We've got podcasts. There's talk radio. There's conversations with each other. And, And I think sometimes we have to check ourselves. What communication sources are we listening to? What communication sources are we listening to? How credible are the sources? What are their motives? And I don't know about you, but we've become skeptics of everything because we don't know what to be true and, and what, what is someone's motive in what they are sharing. In the uh, passage that I'm going to share with you today out of Matthew, Jesus, uh, he talks about examining your motives, right? Making sure that we're not showing up. If we're showing off, if we're having a conversation with someone, if uh, we're serving or if we're whatever that is, what are our motives uh, in what what we're doing? And I believe that there are show-offs in the world, but I think that there are some folks that are truly humble. And how can we have a spirit of humility? Uh, Many of us are familiar with Dolly Parton. And sometime back, she donated a million dollars to fund research uh, for the Moderna uh, COVID vaccine. Some of us may have have seen this and known about it. And I I don't believe that she was showing off, but she just happened to be in the news 
uh, for this donation. And, and I thought what was great about her story as it began to unfold is she had to wait like everybody else, right? She had to wait like everybody else. And when it was her time to get the vaccine, she was so darn cute in her quick wit. She said, well, I got a dose of my own medicine. And I just thought that that was so sweet. And uh, she, she has a foundation uh, in honor of her dad who never learned to read. And this foundation is to give away books to little ones. And in fact, my grandson, he gets a, a book in the mail from, from Dolly. And it's just, uh, just so sweet. And, and I believe her to be humble and generous and gentle and kind. And I believe her to be a sister in Christ, a sister in Christ. And, um, and so... I just think that, that we just need to check our motives. We've got to check our motives, right? And um, sometimes I think that we have to uh, really look at culture and, and look at it through the lens of the Lord because it's so polarizing. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but it's so polarizing. And we have to question the motives. Every piece of news that we ingest, is it true? Is it false? Is it maybe a half-truth? And who do we trust and what do we believe? So we're, we're, we're leaning into prayer this morning. And according to Jesus, what does it look like to communicate with God? That is, he is truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So what does it look like to communicate with, with God? And in the passage that, that, that I'm going to share here in a little bit, uh, Jesus is addressing the Pharisees, the religious leaders. And these religious leaders, uh, they gathered three times a day for prayer. And they prayed at nine, noon, and three but they were not doing it to seek the Lord, but for others to see. They were show-offs, right? They were show-offs. And Jesus is exposing their motive. Is it wrong to pray out loud? Is it wrong to pray in front of others? Is it wrong to let other people know that you're in prayer? Heck no, heck no. If it's with the right motive, with the right motive. I have found uh, over my uh, many decades in ministry, um, whether it would be serving in ministry groups or being in small groups, that one of the biggest challenges that we have either in ministry teams or, or groups um, is that people will say, I'll do anything in the group. I'll do anything in the group. Just don't ask me to pray out loud. Anybody? Yeah. Just don't make me pray out loud. Just, you know, I'll do whatever you want. I'll bring the snacks, the dessert, whatever. Just don't make me pray out loud. You see, we have the right motive, but we lack the confidence. I know I'm speaking to some of you today. I can hear you giggling. I, uh, I love this movie that Ben Stiller's in. It's called Meet the Parents. It's a classic. And uh, we're going to watch this clip here in just a few seconds. The, they're going to get it set up for us. And many of us can relate to this scene that we're about to watch. Good job, buns. Hot patooties. Wow, Dina, everything looks fabulous. Well, I'll tell you something, it's such a treat for me to have a home-cooked meal like this. Dinner at my house usually consisted of everybody in the kitchen fighting over containers of Chinese food. Oh, you poor thing. What, there wasn't enough food to go around, Greg? No, there was. We just never really sat down like family like this. Oh. Greg, would you like to say grace? Oh, uh, well, uh, Greg's Jewish dad. You know that. You're telling me Jews don't pray, honey? Unless you have some objection. No, 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 I'd love to. Pam, come on, it's not like I'm a rabbi or something. I said grace at many a dinner table. It's... Okay. 
Dear God, thank you. You are such a good God to us, a, a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, O oh sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day by day day by day by day oh dear lord three things we pray to love thee more dearly to see thee more clearly to follow thee more nearly day by day by day amen amen oh greg that was lovely thank you greg that was interesting too <laughs> never gets old does it never gets old well let's uh, jump into our our passage this morning it's from matthew 6 and we're starting in verse 1 to 15 this morning hear these words be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I'm going to stop right here uh, in this passage. So I love this, this, uh, this uh, phrase that's in there, this verse, and it says, don't announce with trumpet, trumpets, a.k.a. don't toot your own horn. Isn't that great? That's what that means. Don't toot your own horn. Don't announce it with trumpets. Jesus is not saying that others shouldn't be aware of uh, our good deeds and what we're doing. Rather, he's commanding that we do these things that we do not do, or we do these things in order not to receive people's recognition, but to glorify the Father, right? We're not doing these things for man, but for the Lord. And then Christ commands us to do our giving quietly. And, and back in the day, remember when we would pass an offering plate? Um, he's saying to, to give quietly. So, you know, as the plate would come by, that's like, <coughs> wait, look and see how much I'm putting in here, right? No, we're to do it quietly, and we're to give humbly, and don't make a big production out of it. Uh, either uh, we, we view this right as something that, that, not that others see what we're doing, but an act of the privacy of our own hearts to the Lord. So we pick up in verse 5, and he says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, you have truly I tell you they have received their full reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they will be heard uh, because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And then he says this. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts 
as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I have grown up Methodist my entire life, and some of you also may have grown up uh, Methodist your whole life. And, and I have some, some Catholic friends, and, and I would hear them speak of this prayer, and it was called the Our Father. And I'm like, what's the Our Father? What's the Our Father? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's the Lord's Prayer, right? That's the Lord's Prayer. And, and then I, um, I went to Mass, and I'll never forget that first Mass, and you probably know where I'm going. And so I'm just trying to blend in right? Anybody ever just go, you know, and you're in an unfamiliar setting, you're just trying to blend in. And, and so they go to say the Our Father, and I'm like, that's the Lord's Prayer. I'm with you. Okay, I'm fitting in. Nobody's going to know that I'm not Catholic. And so we're, we're saying the Lord's Prayer out loud, and, and then um, I'm praying, and uh, I'm praying, 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 and then all of a sudden the place goes silent, right? And I'm still praying. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dead silence. I'm the only one talking. And all of a sudden, everybody turns and looks. Well, clearly, who doesn't belong in this environment? So the Lord's Prayer reveals God's person in his purpose, in his provision, his pardon, his protection, and his preeminence. Our Father who art in heaven. And one of the things that I love about this prayer, so many things, but we don't start out to say, dear God. We don't. We start out, our Father, our Father, the use of the word Father. You see, it's personal, it's relational, it's family, it's family. God is our Father, and we are his children, and we are a family on mission for the kingdom of God. We praise your holy name. Your kingdom come, heaven come down. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and we pray, your will, not mine. This, uh, whenever we pray this, it really just kind of corrects our hearts. Your will and not mine. Give us this day our daily bread. Not our weekly bread, our monthly bread, our annual bread. No, give us our daily bread. Just enough for today, Lord. Just enough for today. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then he goes on to say, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I have been over to Israel twice and looking forward to going back a third time. And the Garden of Gethsemane is so profound. And it's very interesting interesting to describe this to you, and this is an image of, um, of the garden. Um, there is uh, a church that is there. It's called the Church of All Nations. And inside that church, they have this huge slab. It's bigger than this. And they believe that to be the slab, the flat slab that Jesus prayed on. And so you have that in there, uh, the stone in that church. But then the Garden of Gethsemane, just, just on the other side of it, is a very busy road. And you can hear the hustle and the bustle of the road. So it's just this interesting place to be, but yet it is so sacred I can't even hardly describe it to you and so you walk in and there's fenced areas and you and there's these black fences and then inside are all these gorgeous really cool old olive trees and this is a garden of Gethsemane and when we were there in early of uh, 20 
we uh, huddled up. There were 40 people that were in our group when we went last time. And so this was just very spontaneous, and there's, there's pathways that go around these, um, these fenced areas. And we just all kind of stopped, and we huddled up, and there's other people around us. And we said, you know what, let's just stop and let's just pray. And we just prayed, and there were some people that lift up different prayer concerns, and so we were able to pray and intercede for others on their behalf. And these were serious things. These were cancer diagnoses. These were people that, that we had gotten word uh, from the states when we were over there that these people were literally on life support, and it was a very touch-and-go situation. And so there was another person that had a heart attack, and they didn't know if they were going to make it. So we are lifting up these names and these, these circumstances. And so we're just praying, praying, praying. And uh, it was amazing, as the week continued to go on, we would get messages from the states. This person's okay. This person's okay. This person's going to live. It was absolutely amazing. And as we concluded uh, that prayer time, we lifted up our voices to pray the Lord's Prayer which we prayed this morning. And I've prayed this prayer like you have hundreds of times, right? We, we, we've grown up with this prayer. And I had this moment when we prayed, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I'm not kidding you, I just felt the spirit light me up inside because it's so hard to forgive other people. I mean, if we're honest, it's hard to forgive other people. And I think of what Christ did. He died on the cross for us right, for our sins. So who am I not to forgive? He calls us to forgive others. And I don't know, there may be somebody in this room that you're, you're holding that grudge, right? Forgiveness, it sets you free. We're not the judge and jury. We're not. The Lord's going to do that one day. But what can we do to set ourselves free to forgive another person? So there's many types of prayers. We pray corporately. We pray privately. We lift others up, as I had mentioned before, in intercessory prayer. Maybe we, we say grace in our homes. I may say grace in your, in your house. Yeah, before dinner. I grew up uh, saying grace, in, and I've taught my kids that same grace prayer uh, before, before dinner, and I've been saying it uh, all my life. Verse 7 tells us, And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. So repeating a prayer is not bad. Repeating a prayer is not bad. The Lord is saying, <clears throat> don't pray with your mind on hold and your mouth on automatic. Sometimes I feel like when we say grace, my mind is on hold and my mouth is on automatic because those words automatically come out. But the Lord is saying, don't pray with your mind on automatic, right? Speak with your heart. We want to make sure that our mind is engaged and that our hearts are sensitized, that our hearts are engaged, or our mind is engaged, and our hearts are sensitized. Jesus said, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This word, secret, what is done in secret. And uh, I, I want to share an image with, uh, with you. It's going to be up on the screen here in a, in a few moments. But, but do you have a secret place? Do you have that place where you like to pray with the Lord? The secret place. And um, <clears throat> the Father is that there in that secret place. And your Father awaits you 
in his presence in this secret place. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, a shadow isn't normally uh, good protection unless you're talking about being behind, being behind your big brother, right, to protect you. Or better yet, in case God's wings are hovering inches above you, in uh, the secret place of God can be anywhere, anywhere it is that you go with him. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a particular place, but wherever you take God, he is with you, hovering over, over you with these gorgeous big wings like an eagle to protect you. The secret place sounds like a fort maybe that you build in your backyard when you were a kid. Or maybe uh, you had made a tent out of blankets. Anybody do that when you're kids? Yeah, and you set up all the chairs and you'd have sheets over it and blankets and that would be uh, your secret place and you'd have your comfy pillows and maybe your snacks inside in the secret place of God. Again, it can be anywhere. It can be in that tent. It's anywhere that you go with him. It could be here. We could be in the secret place in our mind and the Lord is with us in this moment. I was uh, hiking in Sharon Woods a, a few weeks ago and uh, I love to hike over there, and I was uh, out on the gorge trail, and, and the trails and the paths are just so pretty. I snapped this photo uh, the other day, and, and sometimes, I don't know about you, but we need to remove ourselves from the distractions to really hear God, to really hear God. And as I'm walking on the path, I'm hearing the birds, the sounds of the water in the stream, and I see the sunlight breaking through the trees, and there's enough elevation in the paths that I'm walking on that my heart rate is up and I feel the blood pumping in my veins and I smell nature and it's so refreshing. You see, these are times of mental and physical and spiritual renewal. And so I stop and I sit on a bench that overlooks this stream with these cute little waterfalls and, and I open up my mind and and I, I say, Lord, speak to me this morning. What is it that you have to, me, to have to say to me this morning? And I guess you might be able to call this, this was maybe a secret place of God. And he takes me to Psalm 23. Verse 3 is what I heard. And he said, he restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And I had just been on all of these paths. You see, the word righteousness is an interesting word. It means morals, morally right, justifiable. And biblical righteousness means to be in accord or in agreement with the divine or moral law, free from guilt uh, or sin. And as I'm listening and, and observing, I sense the Lord saying to me, stay on the path with Jesus. It's windy, it's hilly, it's rocky, Follow where he leads. The path leads to life and restoration. That may just be a word for someone this morning. You see, in life, sometimes we take detours on our paths. Sometimes we trip and fall. Sometimes we go the wrong direction. And sometimes we go away from the Lord. But no, whatever path that you are on, whether it's good, bad, ugly, maybe you're even lost. Jesus meets you on your path to lead you and restore you. All you have to do is call out to him. So how are you caring for yourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually? 
I uh, have used this illustration before, and it's too good not to use again. It's a walkie-talkie. How many of us are familiar with a walkie-talkie? I loved to play with walkie-talkies when I was a kid. I don't know if anybody else uh, liked to do that. And so we know to, to, to use this two-way communication with the walkie-talkie, you have to, your, hand has, your fingers have to be free to be able to hear what the other person is saying on the other walkie-talkie, right? Are you with me? And if you want to talk to that other person, what do we do? We have to push the button right? We have to push the button for that other person to be able to hear us. I want to suggest this morning that in our two-way communication with God, that we seldom take our finger off of the button. We do all the talking, and we don't release that little button to be able to hear what it is that the Lord has to say to us. So I want to encourage you this morning to take your finger off the button to spend that time with the Lord, to be able to hear what it is that, you know, you've said all these things to him, but what is he saying back to you? I want to share this, this model of, of prayer with you, and, and some of you may be familiar with the ACTS model. So the A is for adoration. How do we address God in our prayer time? So lately, the word Adonai has been coming to me. Adonai means my Lord, my Lord. So how do you address God in the, in the, uh, in the Lord's prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We glorify the Lord, adoration. And then see us for confession. What are the things that we need to confess? Right, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, please forgive me. And then T, thanksgiving. What are the things that we're grateful for? You know, life, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's challenging, but Lord, thank you. Even in the hard stuff, I'm thankful for something. So thank the Lord for something. So for thanksgiving and then C, supplication. All kinds of prayers. Uh, what are the occasions to pray for, right? How are we lifting up ourselves? How are we lifting up others? Uh, supplication that we come before the Lord and we say, Lord, this, this is my prayer. This is my prayer. And then I've added another S onto it for silence. We've got to take that time just to be still. You know, it's not like, hey, let me just send you a, a quick text and give you a download of everything that's going on in my life, and then you've closed your phone. No, just sit and, and listen to the Lord. See what it is that he has to say to you. So I've had many people say to me, so how do you hear from the Lord? How do you know if the Lord is speaking to you? And I believe that the Lord speaks to us in a variety of ways, in a variety of ways. But I believe that he speaks to us through his word. I believe he speaks to us through images, um, through uh, words that are spoken, through impressions. I believe that it could be maybe even through another person that the Lord may be working through another person. But pay attention to how the Lord is speaking to you. So I want to share a really cool story with you. Um, this was earlier this week. Wednesday, I headed up to um, the Cleveland area. I was just south of Cleveland in one of the suburbs and went to a um, prophetic legacy conference, and some of my favorite speakers and authors were there, so I was so excited. So Tuesday, I started feeling bad, and I'm like, man, I'm going to the doctor because I want to make sure I'm okay because I don't want to miss this conference. And so he says, no, you've got a cold, taking over the counter, and all that's good. And I was going with two other friends of mine who both live in the Dayton area, and uh, the one person I, I know of her, I met her a couple times, but I don't, like, know her. So she's really a friend of the other friend uh, that was going. So there were three of us. And so we had been talking about this for a couple of months, and she said, you know, let me see if I can get off work. I hope that I can come. She's a worship leader at a church in Dayton but has a full-time job. And, and so she said she got her ticket. She was so excited. And so on Tuesday, uh, she texts, uh, the, the, the three of us in this squad text, and she says, um, hello, lovely ladies. I'm writing because, sadly, I cannot go to the conference. 
I am so disappointed. My car broke down last week, and I had to buy a new car. It was supposed to be delivered yesterday, so this is on Tuesday, right? This is Tuesday, so it's supposed to be delivered on Monday, but it won't be delivered now until Thursday. Conference started thir Wednesday night, and it was all day Thursday and all day Friday. Um, so it won't be delivered until Thursday now. And I'm trying to figure out a way maybe to come, but it's a slim chance. It's a slim chance. And so I happen to be in my prayer time Tuesday morning when this message comes through. And so she sent this message at 941. And so I was thinking about it. And again, I'm in my prayer time. And a typical response of, to this type of situation, maybe a couple months ago, maybe a couple years ago, would have been, gosh, that is too bad. You know, I'm so sorry you're not going to be able to come. We're going to miss you. That would have been my typical response. But the Lord said to me, no, Julie, this is, what, this is how I want you to respond, and this is how we're going to pray. So I addressed her, and I said, I was in my prayer time when, you mes when your message came through. I asked God to give resolution to this challenge you have with, your, with the new car and that he would provide a way for you to go to the conference, to make a way when right now there seems to be no way. I'm sensing that this is where the Lord wants you to be for these few days. It was approved through your work, and now you have a bit of a challenge where the enemy is trying to distract you, praying for resolution, providence, and his presence to remove these barriers. In the mighty, name and, mighty and powerful name of Jesus, amen. Fast forward, 509, I get a message. Ladies, I can come, long story, but I will be able to come. Amen. So I couldn't wait to hear uh, what the Lord had done. And so we got up there, and as she had said, had bought this car. It was supposed to, be supposed to be delivered on Tuesday. They call her that day after we prayed that prayer and said, we're sorry, but we're not going to be able to deliver your car till Monday. Is that going to be okay? Hallelujah, she could go. And not only that, she had a good friend uh, in the church that had said, hey, borrow my car. I would love for you to go to this, and gave uh, her their brand new car to drive up to Cleveland. I mean, God is so good. So what would it look like? I share this with you this morning. What would it look like if you change your mindset, right, and change how you pray to the Lord, that we pray expectant for him to do something? We pray with expectancy. Friends, there's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. So I'm going to lead us into a time of prayer um, right now. And um, after I'm done with that, we're going to have some folks up here to pray with you. So if you are uh, sensing the Lord speaking to you this morning, and there's someone that just wants to pray over you, that say, you know what, I would just love for someone to pray over me, we want to invite you to come forward. So I'm going to lead us into a time of prayer, and then I'm going to invite the team to come up, and they'll be here uh, ready when we're done. So let's pray. Father, we come before you, and we just thank you for this opportunity. And we've come, Lord, not only to worship you this morning, but to commune with you. And Lord, we thank you that you are an active listener in our prayer lives. And God, I pray for a conviction of all of us that we would be reciprocal in that, Lord, that we would be active listeners as well. God, we're reminded from the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And we're reminded, God, over and over that you're a good, good God. But God, we know sometimes in life, for unknown reasons to us, that prayers are not answered in the way that we had hoped for. 
And Lord, when we have those moments, Lord, let us never forget that you are still good, that you are still good. And so God, I pray for the secret places, Lord, that you're going to meet each and every one of us as we leave this place. Lord, I pray for our our prayer lives, Lord, to go up a notch in our relationship with you. Father, I pray in this moment, we're going to take just a moment of silent prayer just to open up our minds and our thoughts. And if you could just, um, I want you to take your hands and I want you to put your hands down. Push them down like you're pushing something down. In this moment, there are things that we've brought in, Lord, that are barriers to us. And we're just going to take our hands and we're just going to push those down in this moment. We're physically taking our hands and we're pushing them down. And now we're going to turn our hands and we're going to put the palms up. We're going to lift them up, Lord, to receive what it is that you have for us this morning. And so, Father God, I pray as we come, as your children, as your body of believers, that you would speak to us in this moment. Lord, that you would give us words, phrases, images. But Lord, most of all, I pray that each and every person who you're speaking to in this moment knows the deep, deep love that you have for them. The Father's love. The Father's love. Lord, let it just be lavished over each and every person here. Lord, fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your peace and your love. Father God, we're all fighting a battle that no one knows about right now. And so, Lord, we're reminded that you're a way maker. You are a way maker. God, you are a good, good God. A good, good God. Just rest in your spirit in these moments of silence. God, we can feel you here with us in these moments. and We thank you. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. It's in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. I want to invite you at this time to, to come forward for prayer. If you feel led to say, hey, I just, I just need somebody to pray over me. I want somebody to pray over me. Or if you want to stay seated in your, in your seat, wherever you are, just to continue to soak in the Spirit, whatever. This is your time. So I'm going to invite the team to come forward. The band's going to lead us in some songs. And uh, we just want to invite the Spirit just to continue to move, just to continue to move in this space. Amen? Amen. <laughs>